WKTY 96.7 FM, 580 AM. Welcome back to WKTY Outdoors. I'm Kevin Millard. Appreciate you being here this morning. Thank you very much. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Not quite Happy New Year yet, but uh, we'll get around to it. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I'm just not, you know, I was thinking about this over the break. It's like, yeah, it, it, it's Christmas and everything, but you know, in, in another six days here, but it just, you know, yeah, you just kind of need the snow, don't you? You know, it just doesn't quite seem the same without it, but, and just from the looks of the forecast here, we might get a little dusting here and there, but just, yeah. Not that I want, you know, like, man, what did, uh, what did they get out in, what was it, New York or something, Pennsylvania, New York, that area. Some places got like 40 inches of snow. I know there was one place out in uh, out in New York that in like a space of five hours overnight, there was 30 inches of snow. I'm <laughs> like, uh, no, you know, I'll, you know, inch or two here, inch or two there, you know, that's that's cool. But sorry, 30 inches in, uh, in five hours is... Uh, that's a bit much. No, thank you. I'll uh, I'll pass on that. Thanks. Um, wow, man. Uh, no, uh, I, I like snow somewhat, but yeah, that's uh, that's that's a little overkill. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, let's shift gears from uh, talk of snow to talk about. Uh, we'll talk a little ice fishing here. Just some uh, some random little tips and things like that. That. Uh, um, to share with you this morning here, and and uh, I've I've mentioned these in the past as well, and and this and now that we're getting to you know this time of year where it gets dark, you know, really really early, you know, by four thirty it seems it's dark, you know. I mean it it just it's I'm never going to get used. I don't know if I'll ever get used to that, but. Anyway, I've, I, as far as fishing goes, you know, and I've talked about these in the past year too, but you know, one of the things that, that is always good to have um, is uh, just a variety of, of some, you know, glow-in-the-dark jigs, especially, you know, when it comes to ice fishing season here. Um, you know, in, uh, if, if you don't have at least a few in your, your, your tackle box anyway, you, you might be missing out on some opportunities to, uh, uh, to succeed down there. Um, definitely, uh, you know, They've got some benefits during the early or late parts of the day, um, you know. Even and and you know maybe not so much during the early season, but uh, uh, certainly later in the ice fishing season. Anyway, when it, and you know when there's a ton of snow on the ice and you know the ice is thick and and the light penetration just isn't uh, isn't there a great deal, um, and you know and of course like I said uh, you know either end of the uh, the day there, um, but yeah you know. It just, you know, that light just is not going to penetrate down into the uh, the depths like it does during the uh, the open water season. Um, however, you know, crappies and you know, other species can still pick out a, a, a bright jig head in in uh, low or, or no light conditions, um, and if they can see it, hey, they can eat it. Um, also, you know, I mean, it, it works too. Certainly, in uh, in in stained or dirty water or weeds or something like that. Anyway. Um, you know, a brightly lit jig, I think will always get some kind of a, a look from a fish. Um, and you know, there's different ones, 
uh, out there. I know that uh, Lindy makes the uh, that Technoglow line uh, of products, and and you know there's there uh, there's other ones out there too, and there's you know paint that you can buy and, and you know doctor up your own jigs that will uh, uh, that will work too. But you know I, I've got uh, I've got some different you know obviously some different sizes is is beneficial there, but you know primarily using some uh, some reds and and greens. Uh, primarily there, but uh, uh, you know, just something to think about when uh, you know, with that that contrast anyway, just that 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 brightness, something to with the motion of the jig when you're you're moving it up and down, or even if it's got a minnow on the end, just that little twitch, a little something there that 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 makes that you know makes it stand out. You know, if you ever. Um, you know, if you ever look at a picture for the first time, what does your eye go to? It goes to the brightest thing right away um, in, in the photo. It could, you know, who knows what else is in it or whatever, but it, your eye always goes to the, like the, the brightest thing. Same for fish, you know. Uh, they will uh, uh, invariably, uh, you know, take a look at what, uh, you know, whether they bite or not, obviously, is, is the, the question. But uh, certainly that will uh, will catch the eye of a fish. And uh, you know, get them to investigate a little bit, hopefully. So, but uh, um, you know, uh, key is, uh, and one of the keys, of course, is to use a good bright, uh, you know, flashlight, headlamp, what have you, uh, to uh, to charge them up. Um, you know, there's a lot of those real little cheap flashlights that uh, that you can get. I know it, uh, <clears throat> and I, I bought several of them because they were like the little clip-on ones for your hat um man those work slick and they're they're like a they're like a buck a piece so small bright real easy to use and uh you know for buck if you if you lose it you break it what have you you know you're not really out much of anything um but yeah that's a great you know those are great things that you can use to uh uh to charge up those lures and uh Probably, like I said, it, it, it's something uh, something good to have, regardless of, of um, regardless of the the time of year. You know, you can do a little. Obviously, if you do some night fishing uh, as well, that uh, uh, those can come in handy as well. But yeah, for ice fishing um, or open water fishing, I should say, you know, having some glow in the dark jigs can be helpful. I should say, and then, uh, but uh, this is the time of year, I guess, when I really start to think about uh, about using them. So that's. Uh, Something to keep in mind here as well. Another thing to keep in mind too, for uh, especially uh, those light bites this time of year, is line color. Um, and you know, high visibility line offers you the opportunity to to see a little bit more subtle motion, uh, you know, of a of a horizontal bite or a, a little vertical lift bite, so to speak. Um, so that's uh, you know something. Unfortunately, too, that the fish can also see. Uh, see the line in, in uh but usually this time of year the water's a little bit clearer and um yeah certainly uh the older and wiser fish tend to to see that anyway so uh what to do is you know if you're looking to sort of minimize that that particular issue you know just you know tie on a a short little piece uh, onto a swivel um uh, you know, on the end of a, a hot, you know, just something that's a little bit more, you know, there's invisible lines, if you will, uh, as well. Tie on a couple of feet of that uh, to the end of your your line on the end of a swivel. Um, 
it's not going to, you know, and, and keep the high-vis stuff uh, ready for you to see. Um, won't make any difference to you, but it certainly is going to make a big difference. It might make a big difference to uh, the fish who are uh, uh, looking at your offering anyway and whether or not to chop down on it. Um, the uh, Moving on, and uh, again, here, just kind of moving through some of the uh, – a few little quick tips, just things to, to think about, maybe uh, experiment with and, and uh, play around with when, uh, when you get out there. A uh, couple of things that uh, might be worth looking into um, – just something a little bit different in terms of motion, and that's kind of making that jig dance a little bit. Uh, you know, not up and down or, or side to side, but just kind of shake it a little bit, if you will. Um, stick your hand in the snow for five minutes, and then you know, hold the rod. That, your hand will shake. It's that kind of no, I'm no, I'm not gonna. But it's 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 just that kind of you know shaky motion. Just some, something to impart, not you know, huge amounts of motion, but just a little something different anyway but you know uh, think about the motion you know as if you had the rod in your bare hand and like i said shaking from the cold because you you've been pulling out fish out of the water without a glove on um you know on a, on a small light ice fishing jig um you know even a you know if you're using artificials any you know if there's a minnow on chances are you won't really necessarily you know you want that more natural movement but you know if you're fishing a little artificial plastic something like that um, you know, maybe a little waxy, something like that that doesn't really have any movement unless it gets imparted. You know, you you impart it with the rod. Yeah, just a, a little small hand movement can uh, can make that jig kind of move around a little bit. And just you know, sometimes it's it's just that little subtle odd motion that you know entice the fish to hit, especially if you stop it. You know, uh, so you know just. Whatever you've got on, just shake it a little bit. You know, maybe pause a little bit, start it up again. Um, yeah, again, it's not the the lift and drop that you see a lot of. You know, a lot of. And don't get me wrong, that's a, that's certainly a a good technique. This is a, just more of a finesse kind of move. Maybe one that you know, if you're finding that the fish are a little bit um, in that negative feeding mode or in that neutral feeding mode, uh, and you're just trying to entice them a little bit. Um, Another thing too is if if you know you can just kind of uh, do a little light tapping on the rod blank as well. That can just give it a little bit, uh, maybe a little vib- that, that vibration will travel down through the line into the the lure as well, and just kind of uh, give it a little bit another different kind of an action anyway. Um, something else to uh, uh, to think about that as well. Um, let's see here. Checking some of my uh, other notes here. You know, uh, talked about this already a, a little bit uh, today as well. You know, when it comes to heading out onto the uh, early ice, besides safety, um, you know, noise is something that uh, will, af- you know, will, will affect the fish below your feet. It's important to uh, to think stealthy during the first part of the season. You know, when there's, you know, 16, 18 inches of ice uh, later in the season, yeah, maybe it's not quite so critical. But when there's only, you know, four, five, six inches of ice or, you know, it, it or less, um, you know, you, you got to think about it just a, a little bit more. Um, and the other thing, too, is that, is that, you know, chances are, unless we get some big snows, you know, there's there have been some snowfalls, 
Uh, a lot of that time, they, just because of the thinness of the ice, that sunlight will penetrate through there, and your shadow will penetrate through as well. So, But uh, to kind of get back in point here, many of the, the panfish and larger predators are, are up shallow because that's where their food sources are found uh, this part of the season. So, again, it's not going to make a big difference maybe later in the season uh, when the ice is thicker, but with only a few inches, you know, hopefully four or more, uh, the sound that you will make, even walking through the ice or dragging a sled, what have you, yeah, that's that is going to get transmitted through the ice, and it will spook the fish and uh, you know chase them off, move them out, put them in a non-feeding mode. Um, one other thing to think about, and and not necessarily, you know, not every one of them does, but uh, uh, especially the ones that you know don't have a shanty and just sit on the open ice is the fact that you know. Uh, you know, they've just opened up a hole in the ice, you know, uh, yeah. and, and maybe it's a day, not like today anyway, but, you know, where there's some some sunshine and that penetrates down into the hole, uh, you know, toss in some shallow water, the noise, the light. Yeah, I mean, it can all really put a lid on, the, uh, on catching any fish. Um, one tip I found is that... Uh, um, you know, once the hole is open, and if you know the fish are there but just not biting, you know, just kind of find some way to cover it up. You know, whether it's, you know, you take a piece of cardboard along or, you know, just kind of put a little, you know, pack a little snow over it, uh, you know, something to kind of cover the hole back up. It will uh, knock down some of that light penetration and maybe turn an uh, empty hole into an open one or a more productive one, I should say. <laughs> Um, but that's just something to, to think about as well is that, you know, uh, I guess too, uh, one other thing too is it depends on where we are in the season when it comes to making the opening too, uh, you know, the, the power augers, uh, you know, others use a spud, what have you again, early on, it, it, not much of a difference. Both are going to make a hole fairly quickly through the, uh, the thinner ice, uh, later in the season, the, the thicker the ice, the power auger is yeah the way to go, um, Regardless, though, um, it's going to make some noise. Uh, and there are a couple of tips that I found uh, to reduce the uh, the spook factor. Can't reduce the noise factor necessarily. But the, the first is to drill the holes early, you know, kind of before the prime fishing time rolls around. If that's not possible, you know, drill them, drill them ahead of time um, is really kind of what I'm getting to here. Um, you know, not only are, are walleyes, you know, if you're fishing for them, you know, sensitive to the bright sunlight, they're also, you know, spooked away from the noise of an auger. By drilling early anyway, you know, the it'll kind of, you know, the, the fish will sort of forget about it and, and move back in, especially if their food is, you know, is there uh, and that hasn't been chased out. Um, but again, and again, too, you know, if you're going to be in a, uh, different area or a, a, a larger area anyway that you want to try, um, you know, drill those holes right away. Um, even if you're not going to be there for a while, it's a whole lot easier to, to kind of scoop and chip those, uh, holes that might refreeze a little bit, uh, easier to get them, uh, redone. And, uh, then, you know, maybe with the spud or, or something like that, you know, that you don't have to, or if you, you cover them back over, maybe they haven't refrozen and, you know, you can just scoop out whatever ice is there and, uh, you know, you're not having to re-drill or anything like that. But yeah, you know, by drilling early, the, the, 
memory of that noise is going to fade and the, the fish will move back in. Um, just uh, be efficient anyway. Then you, you don't have to mess with it. You're done and, and that'll, uh, that'll work. So that, of course, you know, you got to have the, the scoop along uh, to, uh, to benefit from that as well. So again, just a few little, uh, a few little tips this morning here to, uh, to think about as far as, uh, uh, the ice fishing season. And of course too, you know, it's important that, uh, um, you know, I hope you, uh, if you, if, if you haven't got your gear pulled together yet, yeah, well, you know, you still got a little, uh, you still got a little time anyway. Um, you know, and, and certainly be able to include in your ice fishing gear, you know, maybe, uh, a length of rope, um, it doesn't have to be anything terribly fancy. Um, you know, though, you know, your ice picks, um, uh, or if you've got ice cleats, those are always, well, I guess the ice, I should say the, the, uh, ice picks anyway, that, uh, uh you can just kind of wear around your neck to make yourself, you know, if, if heven forbid you would fall through, you know, you got something that you can use to, uh, pull yourself back out onto the ice, uh, and get out of the water. Um, those kinds of ice picks. Certainly, uh, I'm thinking ice cleats as well, because uh, uh, that, that for whatever reason, uh, that early ice that just doesn't have have the snow that's that's sort of melted and refrozen and and puts a little you know texture to it. it uh, early ice is just kind of you know slick and it hasn't really had a chance to freeze and refreeze. And if you know what I mean, it just it just. Uh, is a whole lot slicker. And then you, you know, you add in, you know, scooping out the holes and drilling out the holes, you get water on there and it just gets, it gets slippery. So think about investing in a pair of ice cleats as well. Cause it's uh, real easy to, it's a good thing. I got a lot of padding back there. So, uh, it's, uh, it's kind of embarrassing not to mention painful. Um, just, you know, falling down on the ice, that's just not a, a, a lot of fun. Uh, so a couple of little, you know, safety things to, uh, to keep in mind as well. Yeah. I mean, the, the rope itself isn't anything to, uh, you know, that you need anything terribly fancy Heaven, you know, forbid it, that, you know, somebody around you would fall in. They, you know, uh, you got the rope handy to help pull them out. Uh, you get the, the safety picks. Um, those aren't, uh, all that expensive and you can, certainly make them yourself if you want. Uh, those aren't, uh, too terribly difficult to do. Um, very easy with a couple of pieces of, uh, of like a, a broom handle and a couple of big 10 penny nails or a couple of big nails and, and just, uh, yeah, you can, uh, you can go to town with that and, uh, save yourself money. I've got some nice, uh, some nice ones that, uh, uh, I always have with me when I'm out and about on the ice, regardless of the time of year. Um, and I am sorry. It's just, it's, you, you know, I, whenever I, and this is from last year when I was out that it's just really, there's something about it. It's cool being out on the ice. Don't get me wrong, but depending on the body of water you're on, you know, that ice will, that ice is sort of alive, if you will, you know, and it'll move and it'll shift and it'll crack and, and, make noise and it's like, wow, it's, uh, it's, it's interesting being out there and listening to the noise of the ice sometimes. <laughs> it's a little disconcerting. Don't get me wrong, but 
Because you kind of, I always, it's like you always hear that big, you know, those big snaps and 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 pops and things like that. It's like you're just waiting for the ice to sort of open up and swallow you up. But I have an active imagination. What can I say? But uh, again, it just kind of points to the fact that you you need to be safe if you're you're heading out there and you know, take a buddy along and and you know if heaven forbid you'd run into problems, uh, you know you've at least got somebody there that can help you and and hopefully uh or go get help one of the two so just uh again bottom line be safe if you're heading out there it is 8 45 time to take a break be back in a moment with more of wkty outdoors on wkty 96 7 fm 580 am brought to you every week by roscoe's live bait in toma and by ace of lacrosse sportsland in the shelby mall on the south side of lacrosse WKTY Outdoors, brought to you by Roscoe's Live Bait in Toma. He'll tell you where the fish are biting. Just go in and ask. Out in the woods, there's an element of calmness, a sensation unlike anything else. When you're out there, you're in the moment. And when it's gun deer season in Wisconsin, there's no place you'd rather be. Waiting for silent movement takes patience, humility, and appreciation of the land, of the hunt. It's tradition for your family. It's also tradition at Ace Sportsland of Lacrosse. Not only do they offer all the hunting gear you need, they use it too. Share your love of the outdoors. Ace Sportsland in Ace of Lacrosse, Mormon Cooley Road. Schumacher Kish Funeral Homes has served the Lacrosse area for over 50 years. I'm Scott Kish, and these are my three daughters, Caitlin, Jessica, and Mackenzie. Being a family business, we know the importance of family and loved ones. As we enter this holiday season, we wish you and your family a Merry Christmas and a joyous New Year. Our funeral home will be there when you need us the most. From the families of Schumacher-Kish, we'd all like to wish you... Happy Holidays! (laughs) And Merry Christmas! Local and national sports, news and updates, information you can't get anywhere else, plus a full line of WKTY podcasts. It's all at WKTYsports.com. Sign up for the WKTY Sports Blast, courtesy of Blue Honey Biofuels, and absolutely free sports information email once a day on our website, WKTYsports.com. Check out old high school games in high definition, WKTYsports.com, the best local and national sports site you can find. WKTY 96.7 FM, 580 AM. Welcome back to WKTY Outdoors. Brought to you by Roscoe's Live Bait in Toma and by Ace of Lacrosse Sportsland at the Shelby Mall on the south side of Lacrosse. It is 848 and time to take a little news here. And, and found this here, just talking about ice fishing and everything. Is in, This is from the uh, Minnesota DNR. Um, and certainly is, uh, well, maybe up north they've, they've already got them out, but... Uh, um, it's a, uh, a question here. Does my ice shelter need a license? Yeah, it depends. Um, it says here, you know, as anglers uh, get ready for the ice fishing season, uh, Minnesota regulations recognize two types of shelters, you know, portable and non-portable. Um, 
and they look at it as a portable shelter, or look at a portable shelter as one that, that collapses, folds, or, you know, breaks down for transportation. Um, portable shelters need licenses and identification only when left unattended, uh, defined as all occupants being more than 200 feet away. Uh, in contrast, non-portable ice shelters, your shanties and whatnot, uh, must be licensed. Wheeled fish houses uh, in Minnesota are not considered portable and must be licensed. Uh, and it's not, you know, 15 bucks for an annual license for Minnesota residents, 37 for non-residents, not including issuing fees. Uh, and the, the shelter license is valid from March 1 uh, through April 30th of the following year. So if you've got one now, you're good until next April. Um, a shelter license is not required on border waters between Minnesota and its neighboring states, like Wisconsin and Iowa uh, and the Dakotas uh, on the other side. Uh, licenses can be purchased in person, by telephone, uh, or online as well at the Minnesota DNR website. So, And uh, another, if you're look, still looking for a gift, and actually this would be, man, that would that would be an if, if I was a Minnesota resident, this would be an awesome, cool gift. Um, yeah, uh, give the gift of a uh, outdoor, uh, you know, give the gift of a, a lifetime hunting or fishing license um, to someone. And you can find out more about the uh, resident and non-resident licenses, of course, on the uh, the Minnesota DNR website. But that would be, you know, that would, I'm like, wow, that would be cool. I think uh, I'd get my money's worth out of that, or sure make an effort anyway to get my my money's worth, and then some uh, out of that as well. That would be uh, that would be pretty cool. So that would be uh, that would be neat. I wouldn't mind uh, wouldn't mind getting that anyway. Is it it beats uh, a new pair of slippers or you know socks that kind of thing? It doesn't it? Yeah, I mean it, it's like. Unless they're really good socks, you know. Don't get me wrong. You know, like the rest of the year, I'm like, eh, socks. Eh. Winter time, it's like, you know, some nice uh, heavy duty wool socks. Keep your feet all nice and warm. Okay, that, that, that you know, yeah, yeah that's <laughs> back when I was a kid. It's like, you know, oh wow, you get socks and things like. It's like, eh. now it's like socks, cool. You know, depending on what they are, of course. <laughs> oh man, your perspective changes as you get older. There's, uh, there's, there's no doubt about that. <laughs> Anyhow, that's. Uh, uh. Anyhow, eh, let's. I'm going to take another uh, another quick break, and then uh, I'll be back with uh, with more of WKTY Outdoors in just a few moments uh, here on WKTY 96.7 FM, 580 AM. <laughs> 